Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hello, dear listener. Thank you so much for pressing play on this episode, and I hope that you gain something from this that's going to further your business. Let me preface this episode by saying I originally recorded this as an Instagram live, and you're going to hear me in the episode refer to a couple of slides. So I want those slides to be available to you even as a podcast listener. So there's two ways. You can, of course, watch the Instagram live that I saved on IGTV. So on IGTV, it is saved as three mistakes we often make when writing about our business plus how to improve. So three mistakes we often make when writing about our business plus how to improve. My account, obviously on Instagram and Instagram TV is inspire to engage. So that's one way. Or you could actually just go to my Instagram account, inspire to engage and go to October the 20th of 2020. And I have it linked there as well. So you would hit that post and it would take you to the IGTV video. And then another way is that I do have this as a blog post on my website. So you could go to inspire to engage forward slash blog forward slash episode 37. There I will have the slides as images. Okay, without further ado, here is episode 37, three mistakes that we often make when writing about our business and how to improve. Hey, hey, it is Rachel Eubanks. I am going live. Let me get, I have a couple of slides that I want to share. So let me grab those really quickly and then I will officially get started. I'm going to go in and start saying that the title, it says three mistakes we make about writing for our businesses and how to improve. So I want to introduce myself for anybody uh, new that may be watching this on IGTV later. I'm Rachel Eubanks. I'm the owner of inspire to engage and I'm a copywriter for creatives. So I either do the copywriting for you or I educate you on how to do your own copywriting. And that's what today's live is about is how to go about doing your own copywriting. And so If you are interested in working with me, there's definitely two ways. If you want me to to do the writing for you, DM me in Instagram and let me know. Say something like, hey, Rach, send me the pricing guide and I'll be glad to do that. If you want me to continue educating you, well, then stay here on this live. I'll keep talking. Um, I have a lot of free stuff on my Instagram account, on my website. I do offer a inexpensive course. It's about $20 and it teaches you about picking out your ideal client. I love what Gary Ann said. She said that she's a photographer. She's a fantastic branding photographer. And she didn't realize that being a photographer required so much writing. And that's that's a good entry into what this this talk is about today is that as small business owners, whether you like it or not, you are a writer. You are a writer. There are things, there's mindsets that we bring into 
our writing or you bring into the topic of writing that really affects us as a business owner. And so that's what I want to address today are three of the things that I find that I struggle with or that my extremely savvy clients struggle with. And I'm telling you, I work with the best of the best and they still bring in these mindsets. I want to talk about that today. Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk about is how we talk about our businesses. Most of us talk, we talk about our businesses in things that we like about our business. So let me give you this example. Let's say right now, or maybe, let me back up and say, maybe it's not something we like about our business, but maybe it's something that we've worked really hard on. We figured out the problem and the solution. And because it was a big deal to us as business owners, we think it's gonna be a big deal to our customers. Not the case. So let me give you this example. Right now we've had a, a lot of birthday parties that haven't happened. So we've seen a lot of yard signs, or at least I have. Let's say, for example, I owned one of those yard sign businesses and I'm putting out social media or I'm writing emails to my email list and I start by telling them how hard I've worked on finding this particular wood. I use this paint that will not fade. I go on and on and on about the features. And for me as a business owner, that's mattered. I, I know that because I use this type of wood, that these signs stand up straight and they don't blow in the wind and that the people who have paid me to put these yard signs in their yard when they come back, guess what? Their son or daughter are gonna see these beautiful signs standing straight up. That's an example of me as a business owner talking about what I care about as a business owner. I care about the type of wood that I've used, the type of paint that I've used or, or I've purchased these signs from a certain company that uses that paint. Let's be honest, what the customer cares about is that the signs are beautiful the entire time they're in his or her yard. That's it. That's what they care about. So that's what we lead with. That's the conversation in our social posts, in our, email, in our emails, on our product pages. Of course, are there places where you need to go in and explain exactly the type of material that you're using. Of course, of course you need to do that. But oftentimes we lead with things that are very important to us as business owners, not what's important to the customer. So in order to do that, there are a couple of things that we can do. Let me grab this slide right here. So there's a couple of things that we can consider. Number one, read your copy as the customer or as the client. So recently I was writing copy for a very dear friend of mine and they do events. As you can imagine, things have been a little different with COVID, but they're doing a great job and are in getting the word out. And I thought I, I, as a copywriter, was really pleased with my copy. I was like, this is good, Rach. And just so happened I was out of time. I needed to move on. So I went away for a couple hours and I came back. I said, it's time for me to finish this up. I sat down and I said, hey, before I officially say I'm done with this, before I send this to my dear friend, I want to read it as a customer. I want to read it as a client. And I sat down and I read it back to myself and I realized 
that's not at all what they care about. That's not what this customer cares about. This customer cares about personalized events, that this event has been thought about, manipulated, manipulate is a strong word, but has been thought about and planned for that person. That's what that client cares about. And yet, because I had been in conversations with my dear friend and client, I knew some of the background. I knew some of the, the struggle of how they'd gotten these features to work out. And so I had fallen to that trap of talking about the things that we as business owners care about, the things that in the background behind closed curtains, we've worked really hard to make it smooth for the customer. Guess what? We talk about the smooth stuff. That's what we need as business owners. That's the part that we lead with then. We don't tell them. We do not lead lead with all of the features, all of the behind the scenes stuff that took place. We lead with, hey, I know you're going to care about this. You care about personalization. You care that the signs stay up so that your son can enjoy them when he gets off the school bus. That's what you lead with. So one of my tips is consider your copy as the customer. And just like I did, go away, get through writing your email, get through writing your product page or your social media post or your brochure, go away for a couple of hours or for a day or two, come back and reread it, but reread it with the mindset of not at this, not as a business owner, not even as the writer, as the customer. What does your customer want? And that leads into number two, that one of the best things that you can do, because I know what you're gonna, I know what some of you are thinking, Rachel, you don't understand. I, I don't, it's so hard for me to get out of my own head to understand what the customer really wants. First of all, I'll tell you, that's true for all of us. It is extremely hard to write for your own business. In fact, copywriters hate writing for our own businesses. I, I can second that. I know that to be the, tr to be the truth. And so it is extremely hard to write for your own business. I'm giving you a ton of kudos there. But the best thing that you can do to get into their heads is to talk with them. Who are some of your very best clients, very best customers that will not mind getting on the phone with you for 10 or 15 minutes or answering a couple of questions by email? And when you hear their frequently asked questions, what are the things that they continue to ask you about? Or when you hear them talk about the favorite things about your business, then you are on to something. Then you know what it what is important to them. And that example that we that I was giving to you about the events and how things have been a little different during COVID, my friend kept hearing the same question about personalization. So when I sat back down as my, at my computer to proofread before I sent this to her, and I read it from a customer standpoint, I went, oh. No, the customer wants to know that this event has been personalized, customized for him or her. That's it. That's it. All the other stuff, all the other details we can get into later, but that's what that customer wants to know. And that only comes, well, it doesn't only, I shouldn't say that. Some people are very good at getting into the heads of their customers, but a lot of us struggle with it. That comes a lot when you do set purposeful conversations 
with some of your best clients, the ones that you want to keep doing business with. Okay. So that is the first mindset shift shift that I want us to think about is that we've got to get out of our own heads and think about what it is that the customer wants. What is it that they care most about? Okay. So that leads me to another one. Whew, another mind shift, mindset shift. I cannot talk. I'm, I apologize. Is lacking purpose in our content. Now, if I ask for a show of hands, how many of us have sat down with this mindset of, I got to post something. I haven't sent an email in a long time. I mean, <laughs> that's me. I can raise my hand, wave it. I'm telling you, that's a lot of times what we do is we sit down and say, I need to post. I need to send an email. I need to write a blog content. I need to do a video. I haven't done a video in a long time. And what we're really lacking when we sit down and say that, and the reason we really struggle to get words out is that we're lacking a purpose. What is it that we're really trying to do when we write that social media post, when we write that email, when we uh, prepare for that video? What is it that we're really trying to do? And if we can get clear on that, it's amazing how the words will start to flow, especially if you set, set time for it. So here's a, a quick slide that I prepared. One of the things that I have learned to do is at the top of whatever it is that I'm writing, I write the word purpose. I know it sounds silly and, ele and elementary, but it helps me to get clear. And then I put, I put a statement of what my purpose is. Notice, my purpose cannot be to post, to send an email, to write a blog. No, no, that's the content that I'm creating. What is the purpose of that content? That's my question to you. What is the purpose of the content that you're creating? So I've listed a couple. I'm just going to read them really quickly. To educate about your service or business. This is this is a very important one. We need to talk about what it what it's like to do business with me as a copywriter. What it's like to do business with you as a photographer or as a jewelry designer. We need to talk about that. So one of our purposes when we write content can be to educate, to educate. And that's the same thing with your writing content or whether you're creating video. What's my purpose? To educate. Another purpose could be to tell a story in order to build community. So to build community could be your purpose. And so that you may tell the story about how your business started. You may tell a story about a customer who has went through your training program and, and is now completely different. You may tell a story about another business next to you and, and really uplift that business. But all of that is done with a purpose to build community. You want to bring people around you that are like-minded. You're building community. To sell. To sell. If we are writing a social media post to sell, put that at the top of your, of your um, app. If you use an app that's going to help you get planned and organized, put that at the top. I use Google Docs a lot, so I put that at the top. And if my goal that day is to sell, I write that to sell. And then anything else that I'm going to write, guess what? Nothing changes. My context, whatever it is that I write about, what is the purpose? To sell. To sell. I want to sell that particular product. Um, another one is to add someone to your email list. Maybe your goal that day 
with your social media post is to add somebody to your email list. Put it at the top, stay very focused. Whatever it is that you're going to write, guess what the goal is? To put someone on your email list. To encourage a click. So maybe this is on your, inside your email. Maybe you want them to click back to your website. Maybe you want them to click on that free consultation call. That's your purpose. Anything that you're going to write in that email, what does it fall back to? I want them to click. Boom, end of story, I want them to click. So anything that I build around my purpose, still the goal hasn't changed, I want them to click. To celebrate or to motivate, once again, that's a great way for you to um, send motivation. It's another way for you to celebrate customers or to celebrate your community or to highlight. So to celebrate and motivate to highlight to me are very similar. I know that certain businesses, you use vendors or you showcase certain people's products. So that's a good example to highlight. That's when you want to say, hey, what's my goal today for that social post or that email? to highlight this particular product. Everything that goes around that, any words that I do, any video, any footage that I use, guess what? It all goes around highlighting that particular business. So especially if you're in affiliate marketing or you are a boutique and you have different, you have different vendors that you talk about, that could be to highlight. I could also argue too that your purpose was to sell. I'm just saying, okay? Now, let me talk about this really quickly before I move on. This slide and to state your purpose is just as easy as it sounds and just as complicated as it sounds. So if our goal is to sell, let's just pretend that our purpose is to sell. And I'm going to pretend that we're writing a social media post, okay? Anything that we choose to talk about, what is our end goal to sell? And before I go on with my example, I do want to say too that most of the time you want one purpose, one goal. We can call it the fancy call to action. You want one purpose, okay? That's where, and that's why this is very important. So I have an arrow right there. It's a target. It's something to think about and to get your mind from, from this like, four lane, 15, 16 lane road to this one lane road. What am I doing today? Oh yeah, I'm selling. Boom, let's do it. So you want one purpose. And of course, there's other little things that are gonna come about. If you do it really well, of course you're building community. If you do it really well, of course you're educating people about your product or service. But you yourself as a writer, as a writer for your business, you are now focused. You don't have 16 things going. I know you can't see my arms out this wide. You don't have 16 purposes and, and goals and, and all this other things floating around your brain. Boom. What's my goal? To sell. So for example, you may say, you may start off with something like, boom, I want to sell this bottle of perfume. Completely making this up. Okay. So I apologize if it's a horrible example. So you want to sell this bottle of perfume. You have a stunning picture, stunning picture, beautiful lighting. I have to give a ton of kudos to my live last week because my very dear friend Gary Ann and so we talked about how to take beautiful photography branding photography so you may want to head to her the Kia and Co later on if you want to look at that because she gave some just insane good tips so we've got this beautiful bottle of perfume we've made a stunning picture and we're going to put it on Instagram and Facebook and our goal here is to sell that's it to sell so 
you can then tell a story if you want to. You can use a beautiful quote if you want to. You can talk about a customer story if you want to. You can talk about it that the discount that you're offering. I don't care what it is that you do. Your goal is to sell. So you may start off by saying something like, this perfume came in just yesterday and we're down to the last three bottles. Come get this perfume today. It also makes a great gift. So all I did was that right there. I kept it short and sweet. I chose to use scarcity. Chose to say, hey, it came in yesterday and it's going like crazy. And to come get it. What was my overall goal? To sell that thing. To get them into my store to buy that. If you have an online store, then of course you would put that in the post too. Like, hey, head to the link above to purchase. End of story. You told them exactly what you want them to do. I want you to come to my store or I want you to go online to buy that. What was my overall goal? To sell. How did I do that? The context that I did it? I used scarcity. I didn't have to. I could have had another reason. I could say to sell and I could have told a customer story. I could have told something very sweet like recently my um, a, a friend came in and she bought this perfume and she was giving it to her grandmother. This perfume reminds her grandmother of what she used to wear years ago when she met my grandfather. If you love a sweet smelling perfume, something that will last, it, it, it's not overpowering, head to our site and buy it today. That's it. So I ch once again, my purpose was to sell that perfume. The context, I just told a quick story. Just told a quick story about what a customer had told me recently. Okay, I'm gonna move on. Just wanted to make that very clear that by choosing a target, a goal, a purpose, it makes writing for you as a business owner so much easier. Let's pause this episode for a little commercial. If you are past the you go girl inspiration and need the nitty gritty details, the practices, the examples, the exercises to get your sales strategy going, look no further. SMD Coaching provides one-on-one -on -one coaching to entrepreneurs and freelancers looking to bring real sales skills into their businesses. You are taught directly by the owner, Sarah May Dickinson, who has spent 15 years in every kind of sales job before opening her own coaching practice. If you are ready to get started, head to her site to grab a free consultation. Her site is sarahmaydickinson.com, Sarah with an H and May, M-A-E. Once again, head to her site sarahmaydickinson.com, Sarah with an H and May, M-A-E. And here's a little personal testimony. When I first met with Sarah, I was blown away because when I say the nitty gritty details, she does not play. She wants to see you to succeed. And here's the deal. All small business owners, we're in sales because it's our job to close the deal. And yet many of us lack the tips, the tricks, the understanding of what it takes to close the deal, to make sales. We are marketers, so we have to bring attention to our business, but we're also in sales. Means that once people know about our business, what is it that we do to actually get them to purchase from us? So I'm telling you, I have worked with Sarah. I work with Sarah. She's the real deal. Once again, her site is Sarah May Dickinson, Sarah with an H, and May M-A-E. Okay, 
back to this episode. Okay, and the final thing that I want to talk about, oh, I hear this so much, (laughs) allowing our bad, I don't care what you say, grammar, spelling, punctuation, vocabulary, all of those things. And you've got, once again, I've got to remind you guys, I work with insanely intelligent creatives. Some of the smartest people I know. And so many times they come to me and they, they come to me and they say things like, no, Rachel, you don't understand. I'm horrible at grammar or I'm so bad at punctuation or maybe English is their second language. And so they don't feel comfortable doing a whole lot of writing. And my heart breaks for them. First of all, I was a fourth grade teacher. I taught a lot of grammar. I was fourth grade teacher for 11 years. And, um, and so the point is, is yes, we all struggle with certain things with grammar and spelling and punctuation and vocabulary. And does it matter? Of course it matters sometimes, but it matters in academia versus digital writing. And let me clarify. Okay. Let me, I love what, I love what Gary Ann just, um, just what she just typed in comment. And she said, done is better than perfect. This is what I tell myself when I notice a mistake. And so when she's talking about writing or even in photography, whatever, but I agree with her that done is better than perfect. Getting ourselves out there is better than hiding behind a horrible grade that we made in sixth grade English. Okay. Let's talk for a second about the difference between writing for academics and writing for digital media. If you are writing a paper for high school and college, of course, you must write in complete sentences. That is what is expected of that discourse. And it, and it should be. Because these things, eventually, if you work your way all the way up, you're going to be conducting research. You are going to be then publishing that research using scientific, and let me back up, using scientific method and statistical um, methods. And you're going to be eventually publishing that research in peer-reviewed articles. So there is a certain way that you write in the world of of, of academics. That's what elementary and high school is preparing you for. And they should. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, the fun thing about knowing grammar rules is that guess what? In the digital world, you just get to break them. You just get to break them. And that's one thing I've been leaning in to tell my clients is that in the digital writing world, you write how you talk. That's a big difference between writing for academics and writing for digital marketing. Digital marketing, marketing you write how you talk. Here's a silly example. I love chili. Really love chili. So I would, if I was putting this in a, in a social media post, I would write out the sentence, I love chili, period. Capital R, really love chili. Now, do I know, just like you know, really love chili? Not a complete sentence. But in the digital world, if I really, if I want to hone in on those words, maybe my post is about some chili that I'm, that I, that I've made or a cookbook that I'm selling with these healthy recipes. And I know that it's fall and that chili's on everybody's mind. I really want to hone in on chili. So I I play around with some wording. I play around with punctuation, have a little fun with it. And I put a period after my nice sentence. I love chili, period really love chili. And then I go on to say, 
you know, something like head to my site to to grab the latest recipe book with chilies that only require four recipe. I mean, four ingredients, making it simple for people who love chili like me. The point I'm making with that silly example is that there's no reason for a bad grade that you made in sixth grade or ninth grade or even in college to in grammar or punctuation or spelling or your vocabulary to hold you back for writing for your business. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, digital writing, writing for for marketing purposes is not supposed to be written at an extremely high reading level. It's not. You're supposed to write very simply in order so that as people scan, because we all scan, as people scan, they can quickly digest what it is that you want them to say. So there is no need for 25 word sentences. In fact, if you send something to me as a copywriter and you said, hey, Rach, what do you think about this? I would take your really fancy 25 word sentences and start chopping the heck out of them because those aren't scannable. That doesn't mean that you don't get to use a 25 word sentence here and there, but as a whole, that is not how you write for digital marketing or for marketing in general. So here's a quick, here's uh, just a quick reminder, quick pushback on this idea that our grammar and punctuation vocabulary and spelling should really hold us back. Number one, remember Google is your friend. If I had a penny for how many times I have Googled the spelling of a word, literally the phrase synonym for, let's say beautiful, synonym for beautiful, or maybe for just the other day I was writing for a client and I was using the word note note card. And I couldn't, I really in my brain, I didn't remember if note card was one word or two words. Where did I go? I went to Google. I don't have to have all of that memorized, not in 2020. So I went to Google and in the search bar, I literally wrote note card as one word, the word or, and then note card as two words. And then I press search, I press enter. And it pulled up and honestly, people were using it. There was even amount, people were using it both as one word and as two words. So I went with two words because that's what I'd been doing. I'm sharing that example to say I rely on Google a lot and I don't want anybody to feel like they're cheating (laughs) if they go to look for a synonym for beautiful, good, bad, whatever phrase that you're that you're doing. In fact, let me go and say this too. Sometimes I even look up phrases. So I might say means the same as and then I write the phrase. Press enter and I just look to see what starts coming up. So professional writers rely on Google and thesauruses and so many other options. There's apps out there. Why don't you? Why don't you? And the same thing if I get hung up with punctuation, I'll literally start typing, when do you use a semicolon? Or do you, do you put a semicolon here? Oh, another one that I Google a lot. Words, do I hyphenate this word? So once again, I'll say, is blank hyphenated? I'll literally type that in the Google bar and press enter. You'll be amazed at what comes up. So Google is your friend. And number two, I've made this point already. There is no need for fancy writing when you're marketing, you need to keep it short and sweet. Here, here's a quick example I wrote when I was thinking about this. Just hang with me for a second. 
As a t-shirt designer, I take funny sayings and make them wearable. That's one complete sentence. It begins with a clause. As a t-shirt designer, comma, I make them wearable art. I'm sorry, I think I left off the word art a second. So let me read this sentence one more time. As a t-shirt designer, I take funny sayings and make them wearable art. Okay, fine. That sentence is fine. It's fairly long. I don't remember how many words are in it. It's got a clause at the beginning as a t-shirt designer, comma. So it, it's a fancy sentence. We'll call it quote unquote fancy. But in the marketing world, there's no need for that. First of all, it's redundant. If the second part of the sentence talks about that I put funny sayings on t-shirts, then why do I need to begin the sentence with as a t-shirt designer? So boom, get rid of those extra words. You don't need them. And then second of all, I've already talked about the fact we don't need super long sentences. We need sentences that people can quickly digest and move on because they've got 400 other emails to open. So taking that sentence as a t-shirt designer, I take funny sayings and make them wearable art. This is how I would chop that up. Listen to these simple sentences. I print funny sayings on t-shirts. It's wearable art. I put funny sayings on t-shirts. It's wearable art. That's two sentences, very simple, to the point. I put funny sayings on t-shirts. It's wearable art. Done. And I think the reason that some of us don't like those simple sentences and we want them to be so much more to them is because years ago, 20 years ago, nobody had a website. So we had time to sit around when we stumbled upon a website and we would just admire that thing. We'd scroll up and down and we'd try to figure out what they meant by sayings like, I make life fun or life is more fun. And you're like, what do they mean? Do they take me on adventures? Do, are they event planners? What are they? And we would just sit there and scroll and take forever to fin fig figure out what they meant. So then enter a few more people, you know, come along five more, five years later, more people have websites and then we all start to kind of get crafty. We're like, oh, so people have websites, but now we can get a little crafty. And so we started playing around with our words and our taglines got very convoluted, but people still hanging out on sites. Now fast forward to 2020. Everybody has a website, included your, including your fourth grader. Okay. Everybody has a website and we are now to the mindset that we, because there's so many people to choose from, and there's so many emails being sent out and so many social posts being created every day. We need to get to the point. Get to the point. Make your copy scannable. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to shorten your sentences and get to the point. People do not want to figure out what you mean by all of these fancy words. They want to be able to visualize in their head, oh, cute t-shirts. Oh, that's funny. Wearable art. Move. Got it. And moving on. So that's something I would challenge you. There's no need for fancy writing. Do not let previous grades in your English or lit classes hold you back from writing for your business. Okay, so I'm about to wrap it up really quickly. Let me go through what I was just talking about, kind of the mindset shifts that I would love for us to make. Um, number one is that we definitely have to think about how we talk about our businesses. A lot of times as the owner, 
We talk about things that are really important to us, things that we worked really hard on behind the scenes. But we have to ask ourselves, what does the customer really care about? That's where we start our conversations, is what they really care about. And there's several ways you can go about doing that. Of course, you can train yourself, and that does, it takes a lot of work. But I strongly encourage you talking to three to five of your very best customers. It's amazing what you will hear that comes out of their mouth. And oftentimes from all of them, and that really clues you in on why they love your business or that they keep asking the same question. Boom. Okay, I can address that. I can address that. The other thing I want to push back on is that we often lack purpose. We think our purpose is to post or to write an email or to make a video. No, no, no. That's the content. That's the content. That's actually how we're getting it done. What is our purpose? Is it to sell? Is it to educate? Is it to build a community? Is it to motivate? What is our purpose? Get very clear on that. That takes you from having all of these options to this. Okay, and then once you know this is my goal, I want to educate them about my copywriting services, boom, then I can decide how I wanna do that. Do I wanna tell it through a story? Do I wanna tell it through scarcity? Do I want to um, highlight a customer that has really loved what I've, what I've done? It doesn't matter, but now I know my purpose is to educate that day. And then the third thing is we have to stop allowing previous comments about our grammar, our past mindsets about if we are strong at punctuation or not, or if we're good spellers. We have to let that fall to the wayside. I've told several of my customers that if you make a mistake here and there, in your punctuation or in your grammar, your best customers are not going to cancel you. They're, they're just not. Now, obviously, if it happens over and over and over and over and over again, they may start to question like, does she proofread anything? And in that case, please have your, have your dear friends proofread your work. Have your husband proofread your work. By all means, I'm not saying don't proofread and I'm not saying that mistakes don't matter. I'm saying that we put way too much emphasis on our mistakes or on the past mistakes that we've made. Some of your very best friends, I promise you, they are willing to read over your emails or your product pages or your social posts before you put them out there, okay? So I'm not saying that mistakes don't don't matter. They do. They just don't matter as much as we think they matter. And that Google's your friend. Google the heck out of spellings and punctuations and, and whatever else. Synonyms, okay? Oh, and like, like Gary Ann said, don't let it keep you from moving your business forward. Yes, yes, that is so well said. Because it to me, it's so silly that we would let our inability to spell to keep us from writing or that we don't really know if a comma should go there. I don't care. Put it out there. Guess what? I've already told you in the digital world, you're not sure. Make it up. Read it out loud to yourself. Oh, I didn't say that. So I'm saying it now. The very best thing that you can do for your writing is to read aloud what it is that you wrote. Read aloud what it is that you wrote. Don't just read it with your eyes. Read it aloud. That really clues you in on, are you using a word too often? Do, could you put a period there and put a little bit more emphasis on those two or three words? Or maybe you did it and you read it out loud like, eh, I don't really like the way that sounds. Take it out. Take it out. So, okay, I want to conclude with, I love this quote. Um, if you know me personally, you know that I love Anne Hanley's um, writing. 
and her book, Everybody Writes, is extremely powerful. I wish I had written the dang thing. It's so good. And so this quote comes right here. I'm going to read a little bit for a little bit more from the quote here in just a second. It says, I don't use the phrase awesome opportunity lightly. The opportunity to change how we communicate with the people we are trying to reach and what we communicate is tremendous. And what she's referring to is our chance to write content to our customers and to our potential customers. She goes on to say like this, to say, she says, the opportunity to change how we communicate with the people we are trying to reach and what we communicate is tremendous, yet we aren't taking full advantage of it. Said another way, we are a planet of publishers, but many of us are littering the landscape with content crap, squandering the whopping opportunity we have to communicate directly with those who are trying to reach. And so when you look at it as truly an opportunity to communicate with customers who've already raised their hand and said, I love what you do, or to potential customers who you know that if they buy from you, they will be extremely happy with your service or product. That really is a great opportunity. No, no time in history have we had this chance to communicate so easily with those with potential buyers. It's something I'm working on that it's, this is not a chore, but this is an opportunity. So I'm about to get off. If you had a question or a comment or concern, if you want to type it in right now, I'll be, I'll be glad to try to answer it. If not, I understand. I just want to say thank you so much. I had several of you come and hang out for the entire presentation. And I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate you and your support. Okay, kiddo, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please rate or review this podcast. You as a small business owner know the power of reviews. Or even better, tell a friend about this podcast. You and I know the power of word of mouth marketing. It is the best. And if I left off a mindset, something that really has been a struggle for you when it comes for writing, when it comes to writing for your business, please email me. Let me know. I need to know this. My email is Rachel at inspire to engage.com. Rachel at inspire to engage.com. And Rachel is E L on the end. I would like to help with that. If there is a mindset that has really caused you a lot of trouble, let me know. Okay. Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful week. Bye.